Good afternoon. My name is Stephen Capaldo, and this is the podcast from Capaldo with Love. And um, I'm going to talk about the, uh, the, the creator and creation um, a little bit today and um, just, just point out a few things uh, in relation to that. Obviously, it's a huge topic, so I'll just be hitting some general principles and some so just some ideas that you can think about. I think that this is one of the purposes of the podcast is to get people to think about what truth is, what tr- truth in the world is, and what truth in the word is, you know, so that we don't just stand still. I think it's especially uh, important. Whether or not you have a relationship with God in Christ at this present time or, uh, you know, whatever you believe, it's it's very important, given what's happening in the world, to come come to grips with reality, to come to grips with what's, what, what is happening uh, so that you can move forward. You know, you don't want to get stuck in this, you know, the, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, and that's all you ever say, but you don't move forward, you know, so we want to we do something more than that. We want to acknowledge the, the truth of the, the, the evil things that are going on in the world, but we don't want to be blocked there. We don't want to be stymied there. We want to move forward from there. So um, I, I would just like to read, uh, read over quickly the uh, general account of creation, which is found in Genesis 1 and at the beginning of Genesis 2, and it just take a couple of minutes to do that. Um, but just to give an idea of how one version of the Bible uh, presents the, um, the, the scriptural account of creation. Um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was chaos and waste. Darkness was on the surface of the deep. And the Ruach Elohim, the Spirit of God, was hovering upon the surface of the water. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, so God distinguished the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So there was evening and there was morning, one day. Then God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the water. Let it be for separating water from water. So God made the expanse, and it separated the water that was below the expanse from the water that was over the expanse. And it happened so. God called the expanse sky, so there was evening and there was morning a second day. Then God said, let the water below the sky be gathered to one place. Let the dry ground appear. And it happened so. God called the dry ground land, and the collection of the water he called seas, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land sprout grass, green plants yielding seed, fruit trees making fruit, each according to its species, with seed in it upon the land. And it happened so. The land brought forth grass, green plants yielding seed, each according to its species, and trees making fruit with the seed in it, each according to its species. And God saw that it was good. So there was evening and there was morning a third day. Then God said that lights in the expanse of the sky be for separating the day from the night. They will be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. They will be for lights in the expanse of the sky to shine upon the land. And it happened so. Then God made the two great lights, the greater light for dominion over the day and the lesser light as well as the stars for dominion over the night. God set them in the expanse of the sky to shine on the land and to have dominion over the day and over the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. So there was evening and there was morning, a fourth day. Then God said, let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures. Let flying creatures fly above the land across the expanse of the sky. Then God created the large sea creatures and every living creature that crawls, with which the water swarms, according to their species, as well as every winged flying creature, according to their species. 
And God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them by saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the water and the seas. Let the flying creatures multiply on the land. So there was evening and there was morning, a fifth day. Then God said, Let the land bring forth living creatures according to their species, livestock, crawling creatures, and wild animals according to their species. And it happened so. God made the wild animals according to their species, the livestock according to their species, and everything that crawls on the ground, each according to its species. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Let them rule over the fish of the sea, over the flying creatures of the sky, over the livestock, over the whole earth, and over every crawling creature that crawls on the land. God created humankind in his image. In the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the land, and conquer it. Rule over the fish of the sea, the flying creatures of the sky, and over every animal that crawls on the land. That God said, I've just given you every green plant yielding seed that is on the surface of the whole land, and every tree which has the fruit of a tree yielding seed. They are to be food for you. Also for every wild animal, every flying creature of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the land which has life, every green plant is to be food. And it happened so. And God, so God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good. So there was evening, and there was morning the sixth day. So the heavens and the earth were completed along with their entire array. God completed on the seventh day his work that he made, and he ceased on the seventh day from all his work that he made. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, for on it he ceased from all his work that God created for the purpose of preparing. So that's the account in this uh, version of the Bible. And um, it's a very general account of what, what he did in some kind of order. And he worked most of the time. The cycle is six plus one. You know, he rested on the seventh day. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very general. I mean, it doesn't go into all the details of, you know, exactly how he creates. Uh, there is certainly a science of creation. If people are interested in that, it's a fascinating topic. It's a very complex topic. It's not an easy topic. But in scripture, this is what we have. We have kind of a general account of the different portions of creation and and how he uh, did his creation in six days and rested on the seventh. The pattern is six plus one. And from here, people have got into all kinds of arguments. Well, you know, do you take everything literally? Uh, do you take things as metaphor or allegory? Or do you take it simply as instruction? Or, uh, you know, I think that really the point here is just to kind of lay out the general principles that God is the creator. And I think it's not necessary to get into these these arguments and kind of pseudo-philosophical debates about, you know, do you take everything literally or is some of it metaphor and allegory and whatever. That, that's, up to, that's up to people to decide how they're going to govern themselves in that way. But um, I, I just wanted to, uh, since we're in these difficult times and everyone... Um, you know, keeps talking about, you know, are we near the end of the age, etc., etc. And, um, you know, people are, get very um, antsy to know, well, when is he returning? Well, he's returning when he's ready. I mean, this, this, uh, um, this business of the, the, the prophetic end time events, there's no way to know uh, you know when the the age is uh, the end of the age is coming, and it's it's the Creator Himself who controls the unfolding and the timing of the shift to the world to come. You know what the Bible calls the new heaven and the new earth, but the the world to come, whatever there's going to be in that next stage of creation or the next uh, uh, the next stage of the of the story of God's story. You know what he's what he what he's doing, 
And uh, he's the one who's going to control who's going to be where and when. And so all of these principles that we try to um, study, and sometimes we study things that aren't really there or we misinterpret them, a lot of these prophetic principles like rapture and resurrection and second coming and millennium and judgment and world to come, I think that we really, uh, we try to read a lot of things into not only the text, but into the the reality of the truth of the Word of God and the love of God uh, that, that aren't really there or are really just kind of subject to, to, to debate. Uh, what can we say? We can say that the Creator has given us the creation of the Earth and the galaxies that go into the universe, and it's an, an electromagnetic universe. It's like a huge electromagnetic grid is kind of the framework for his creation, that he's created atoms and uh, cells from his energy and his consciousness, and these atoms and cells are transformed into minerals and plants and uh, human lives and uh, angelic life, the etheric realm of Elohim, where you know, uh, which is not only Father Spirit and the Eternal Son, um, but it's also other, other angelic, divine-like beings. Uh, man is made in the image and likeness of the Almighty Creator, the Father Spirit, and the Eternal Son. And man uh, sometimes is referred to as a co-creator. There really is one creator, but we, we add our contributions to creation through our lives. And as uh, we're meant to do it as co-sons, you know, as just as there is the Eternal Son, we are meant to be kind of joined to, in some way, that Eternal Son uh, by following the way to the Father, the, the, the way the, the, that has been given as Christ, and the last Adam was Jesus Christ of Nazareth. But there were many Christophanies and prophecies and many names uh, of, that were called upon as Christ in ancient civilizations. But we, So we co-create as co-sons, really. That's, that's really because we are made in the image and likeness of the Almighty Creator. And the Almighty Creator himself, he is love. Um, the love has been expressed in many ways, including the crucifixion and resurrection, which really is a symbol of victory over death. And uh, it, it's also a symbol that uh, guarantees pardon for any kind of rebellion that we may have, uh, you know, we may have engaged in when we've rebelled against the Almighty Creator, we've re rebelled against His will, His plan, His design, whatever. Um, the crucifixion and the resurrection especially uh, is the symbol that uh, there is pardon for that. And it's the symbol of the victory over death. Love itself, love is God. Love, the Almighty Creator is love, which really another way of saying it is compassion. Compassion doesn't necessarily mean consent. It doesn't mean that you agree with everything that's being said. It, it just means that you have, you have love for other people. You approach uh, with mercy and with grace and with kindness and consideration. Love is compassion and charity. Uh, compassion and charity in our thoughts, compassion and charity in our actions and in the fruits that they yield. Um, actions such as, you know, lear learning the Word of God through Scripture, learning science, different areas of knowledge, service, uh, tending to our sanctuary, the body and the, and the home, the place we live, the physical uh, place that we live, and stewardship of what we have, everything we have. And love is the only true reality. Um, the love of God is the only true reality. All of the other spirits on the other side are just sometimes referred to as God's discords. So God has, has, uh, has put into play all of these discords. So you have spirits such as evil and confusion and trauma and chaos and division. 
the matrix, you know, the, 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 uh, the regime that we're facing now. But these other spirits are part of the discord. They're, not, they're, they're a false reality. The only true reality is the love of God. So all of these spirits are really the absence of love, uh, exhibited by humans who reject the love of the Almighty Creator. And God seeks our return to his love. The alternative could only be some form of spiritual death. And uh, that's why the, the, the love of God in Christ is so important. And I, you know, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about, uh, more about uh, Christ now. Christ, or the Messiah, means the anointed one and the anointing power of the Almighty Creator. And Christ, the Messiah, has been, uh, has been known in different ways. Uh, before the birth of Jesus of Nazareth, you had many Christophanies, such as Melchizedek, uh, many revelations of Christ uh, in different forms and by different names in all of the ancient civilizations, uh, which you can go and study and you can find find out all of that, um, that, that Christ has gone by different names at different times before the birth of Jesus of Nazareth. Um, there were many prophecies of the coming Messiah in the Old Covenant, and then in the New Covenant we had Jesus of Nazareth, the last Adam, the last divine revelation of the Eternal Son, the God-Man, the way to the Father. So Christ really is a concept that embraces uh, all of time, really, but the, the last Adam, the last revelation of Christ was Jesus of Nazareth, but there had been others before, uh, in, in other, you know, other other beings uh, calling upon other names, prophecies of, of a Messiah, etc. But then Jesus of Nazareth became the summing up of all things in Christ, and the crucifixion is a love gift, as I was saying, for assurance of pardon from rebellion that you've, you may have rebelled against the Almighty, but you are forgiven, and for the overcoming of death with life. And how do you do that? You follow the way of the Word of God uh, in your thoughts, actions, and in the fruit that you bear, the way of the, of, the, way of the love of God by the Word of God. Uh, the love of God in your thoughts, the love of God in your actions, and the love of God in the fruit that you bear, you know, what the, the, the results of what you do. Now, this uh, on the other side of love, as I was saying, you have discord, you have these spirits of evil, confusion, trauma, chaos, division, um, you have certain specific behaviors that are part of that discord of evil. You have, for example, lying and psychopathy and sociopathy and uh, narcissism and different mental health issues and um, kind of, uh, really you could kind of call mental health issues kind of demons in a way. You have uh, war when it's unjustified. There is such a thing as uh, self-defense and uh, de defending yourself personally and defending yourself against uh, uh, tyranny and oppression. That uh, Jesus was definitely um, stood against tyranny and oppression for sure. Uh, but there are wars that are unjustified. You know, the U.S. right now is engaged in all kinds of wars, you know, just, uh, you know, invading other countries which is really, and then those countries have to defend themselves against the invasion. I mean, that's, it's, not, it's not that the U.S. is invading another country uh, to protect itself. It's invading another country for some other reason. And then that country is obliged to defend itself. I mean, that's, that's pretty obvious, right? But there, are, there, is, a, uh, there is war that is, uh, that is a, di a discord, part of the discord. Uh, suicide, if God gives you a life, God takes the life. You don't, you don't take your life. I don't, I don't condemn people who've committed suicide, but it's not, 
it's not really what God intends. Uh, abortions, I know that it won't be popular, but uh, God is in favor of life. And I'm not going to get into legal arguments and murder and all of this, but, but uh, at whatever stage it is, even if a life is not viable, life is life. And I would not deny that the woman has the right to choose, has, has free will and can choose, but adoption would be better. Uh, in the sense that God, God is for life. If you cut off life, then that's death. God is life. He's, he's, he's about life. He's not about death. Um, and vaccines, we're going to be up against this in a while. Uh, electromagnetic radi magnetic radiation, 5G and uh, mandatory vaccination. These are the things that are coming up. Um, and so th th these are things that really, these are, these are behaviors that are really, uh, are not the love of God because people are trying to force things on people that are not good for them. So that's, that's, that's the discord right there. So how should we, if we are believers, how do we, um, how should we view evil? I mean, there are different approaches that we could take to evil, um, Scripture says, do not repay evil with evil. So there should be no revenge or vengeance. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. We all know that verse. Uh, and, and I think that's not, not repaying evil with evil. That's uh, certainly uh, something that's part of the truth, part of the logos, the truth, the word of God, Christ. Uh, don't repay evil with evil. Uh, you can also simply contrast human good with evil or um, and not do anything. Or you could just take the position of you simply demonize evil, even though you don't have any, any other options. You, you're not doing anything uh, to counter that. I mean, you're just demonizing evil. Oh, it's evil. I don't want anything to do with it. But the thing that you really could do is to say, well, evil is there. God puts it out there. He doesn't condone it. He doesn't want people to be evil, but he puts it out there so you know so you can discern and use use that as that evil as a learning opportunity to turn towards the Almighty Creator, to turn turn towards God. So rather than just demonizing evil, oh, it's evil. I can't look at it. I can't have anything to do with it. Say, well, okay, it's there. Look around the world today. Look what's happening right now. Right now. It's evil. I also think there's a certain silliness and stupidity on the part of the leaders of this operation. But it is evil. The intent is evil. The, the intent is to, is to hurt us and kill us, do, do away with us. Um, but simply saying, oh, there's good and there's evil, or saying, oh, it's evil, I, I'm going to bury my head in the sand. There's one more thing you can do. You can actually study the evil and learn from it and use that by the power of God to turn towards him, towards God. And I think that's really the approach to take because we are entering a period of extreme events on earth and beyond. But as our YouTube friend James True says, it's the best, best apocalypse ever. Uh, it is. It's the best opportunity to learn and grow in Christ that we've ever had. It's the best time to draw closer to the Almighty Creator, Father Spirit, the Eternal Son. The Eternal Son is the way to the Father Spirit. And... He uh, was forecast in prophecy and in many ancient civilizations. Uh, he's appeared under different names. There have been various Christophanies, as I was saying at the start of the podcast. And then he was born and as a Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ, or whatever name you know him by. 
Um, and he did what he did for us because he, he, he loves us and uh, the Father and the Son love us. They gave us the ultimate gift of love to show that uh, any rebellion is pardoned and that we have the ability to choose uh, life over death. So um, I think I will leave the message there. I will stop the message there and I will just end in prayer. And I've chosen these three prayers. And if you, if you don't like my three prayers, you can turn, turn the button off, turn it off right now and do your own praying or do whatever you like to do. But I, but I chose these prayers for a reason. Psalm 91 for protection and then the other two, Psalm 23 and then Matthew 6, 9 through 13, showing that we need this, the Son and the Father. And so I'll just uh, close with those prayers, and thank you very much for listening. Psalm 91, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For He will rescue you from the hunter's trap and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is body armor and shield. You will not fear the terror by night, nor the arrow that flies by day nor the plague that stalks in darkness, nor the scourge that lays waste at noon. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look on with your eyes and see the wicked paid back, for you have made the Lord your dwelling, who is my refuge, even the Most High, who is my refuge. So no evil will befall you, nor any plague come near your tent. For he will give his angels to charge over you, to guard you in all your ways. Upon their hands they will lift you up, lest you strike your foot against the stone. You will tread upon the lion and cobra, trample the young lion and serpent. Because he has devoted his love to me, he, man to me, God, I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high, because he knows my name, God's name. When he calls on me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, rescue him, and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Our Father, who art in heaven, sanctified be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.